Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, well, you're welcome back to the Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks. This is Pastor Said, the Entrepreneurial Pastor. So excited that you're taking the time to join us again on this Friday. Uh, we're on the Amazing Men of Power Friday on the Amazing Women of Power Radio Network, powered by Raven International. We're excited that you uh, have a chance to meet some of the guests that we bring in from all around the country. These are the folks that are writing books, that have ministries, happen to be in business, and they're doing some big things in the kingdom of God. And we offer a platform to these folks to allow them to get their message out to a lost and dying world so they can know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So today we've got a, another wonderful guest, a person I've just met. Hey, matter of fact, had a chance to minister with her uh, actually at a meeting with a friend of ours, a mutual friend, and we were uh, really just a blessed, just blessed to be able to hang out with her that day. And it was a wonderful time. Her name is Shamila, Shamila Pennington, uh, author of a tremendous book. We'll talk about it just momentarily, uh, but we're going to talk to Shamila Pennington. Shamila, are you there with me today? Hey, Pastor Sid, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. Listen, I got my radio voice on today. You know, I get all excited and hyped up and all that stuff. But we really gonna have a fun time. Now, we just said I just I talked to you before, so we're gonna just have a fun time. Just talk a little bit about who you are and what, what I typically do is I just cause I, I don't do like a regular interview. What I typically do is just ask people just to tell, you tell people about yourself a little bit because I could give you know, read off your bio and the whole deal. But why don't you just tell people a little bit about Shamila? And uh, let them know. Tell them how, how you got that name, by the way, too. Shamila, tell, 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 <laughs> tell people about yourself a little bit there. Go ahead. You know what's so funny? Growing up, I did not like my name. But what I found is that um, it's very – well, I don't know if it's very important, but I just heard that it's really good when your father names you. And so my mm-hmm. father is the one who uh, came up with my name. One of his friends he grew up with actually had just named his daughter Jamila. And mm-hmm. he loved that name, and he was going to name me Star, but he decided to name me Shamila instead. And okay. so, you know, I don't know. I guess he just kind of put some things together. Um, and I've actually fallen in love with my name as well. So, okay. Shamila. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fall in love with your own name. Well, you know, how long did it take you to get to that place in your life to fall in love with your own name? Ooh, I would say probably within the last 10 to 12 years. I've really wow. just embraced my name. I've always shortened it. I've always mm-hmm. accommodated because sometimes it's been um, hard for people to pronounce or remember. So I'm like, okay, I know that's too hard okay. for you. So just call me. I, was, I have I, all these little little shortened names for myself. But okay, yeah. I was calling you the wrong name. I was calling you the wrong, wrong name myself. What people call you? Shay Shay and Shamio. <laughs> what do they call you? Yeah, and it's so funny because I have a best friend, and so we went through the whole Laverne and Shirley, you know, Shamizel, Shamazo, Hassan, Beth, that oh, whole yeah. thing. But, you know, I've, and I've actually shortened it for a long time. I went by Mila. And I still, uh-huh. like, post family and friends still call me Mila. I mean, we've right. gone from Mila to Mimi. You know, I think those are the only two that, that's as, as far as we've shortened it, is just Mila and Mimi. But, all of those okay. I go by. <laughs> okay, we're cool. We, we yeah. had a little chit chat. Listen, why don't we get a little bit more serious? I'll tell folks where you're from, uh, what you do, and uh, and then we'll get into a little, little bit about your book as well because I want to talk about that. But, but let folks get a chance to know who Shamila is as well. 
Yes, I um, I'm from you know born and raised Altadena, Pasadena, California. Um, but I currently reside in uh, Claremont, California. Um, I work in the pharmaceutical industry. That is my daytime job. It's not my my call or my passion, but it's what I do by day, and I enjoy my coworkers, and I, jo- I enjoy the opportunity and the privilege to make a difference in the lives of those who depend on the medication that we produce. Hmm. Okay, very good, very good. And you've been in, the, in that field, how long have you been in that field? I have been in this field for four years. Okay. Four amazing and, years. Four, now, the people that work in the, uh, I guess, the um, – I guess that's kind of like the medical profession to some degree, or is that the pharmaceutical profession? Would, 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 you, would that be classified as? You know, more the pharmaceutical. We produce a, um, a drug called albumin, and so okay. um, and that I've, I've heard about it. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, yeah, don't, don't, much, don't know much about it, but I actually have heard about it a little bit. Now, gotcha. as you grew up as a child, I'm going to ask you just some questions regarding because writers are interesting people, you know, because they have some something something happens inside of writers that that somehow gets triggered where they just can't help but write. When you were a child, were you really motivated to write during that time? Or were you just a good English student or you just said you hated writing? What was what was going on when you were a kid? You know what? I wouldn't say that I was the best English student. Um, my writing was from a place of not being able to have a voice in my household. Mm. And okay. so I you know, I kind of picked up writing when I was about, I would say my earliest memory of it was about seven years old. I just started, you know, my mom had got me a little journal, so I used to journal and, you know, well, actually it wasn't even a journal then, it was a diary, you know, my secret thoughts and mm-hmm. all those things. And so wow. uh, I started writing in those, but I came from, you know, my background growing up, my father was very authoritative. And so mm-hmm. he had a difficult time back then when I was a kid with allowing, you know, asking a question and allowing me to answer. And mm. so... um Writing became my way. It became my tunnel to be able to voice my opinion. I began to write my thoughts since I couldn't verbally voice them. And so that became the channel in which I embraced. Okay, very good. I've I've recognized a lot lot of writers that I've actually uh, interviewed over the time uh, have been pretty quiet people, right, in their earlier years. And they would uh, be captivated by the thoughts they would have, uh, the things that they would see, and they write them down, and they found so much joy in that. I mean, even in during that time where you were really, you know, challenged with the uh, with the authoritative situation going on, but what what were some of the thoughts going through your mind as you began to discover that you had this gift of writing? Um, I'm trying to think. What were some of the thoughts? There were lots of different things. I mean, I would go outside and just take a walk, you know, through, you know, around my yard or be at my grandmother's house and walk, you know, around her backyard. And I just remember looking at things and writing about them, whether it was the butterflies or um, there was a, uh, a family that owned a horse next door to, at my grandmother's house. And so I would talk about, you know, my experience with feeding that horse that day. So it, it was, you know, the things that I picked up, the things that I saw. And as I got older, I um, became very fond of words and finding out what the words really meant. And so once I, you know, got the definition of a word, I would just expound on it and what that word meant to me. And so, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much that's. That was, you know, that's what in, inspired me, I guess. Or okay, good. And then, you know, sometimes people get a, they're a, we, we call it self-taught, or people that uh, have mentors, and and and, that, and there are people that are self-taught that do tremendous jobs. I was uh, in a meeting today, matter of fact, and somebody was talking about Mark Brunette. Uh, is it Burnett Bur- Bur- or Burnett? The, the guy that does Survivor and all that, those those movies and stuff. Yes. Stuff. 
he, he, he produced stuff, and he had never done that before. And he's now a number one number one person in Hollywood doing a whole bunch of different things like the Survivor and Shark Tank and, and all these different shows that he's got out. Were you one? Were you the kind of person that just came out of nowhere, or did you have somebody to help mentor you uh, to get to a place where you decided to get your gift developed? You know what? I, I would say that I was someone that just kind of came out of nowhere. I've always had a passion for writing. Um, some people have read, you know, some of my pieces, and then I had, you know, as I got, as I became older, as I grew older, um, I had a desire to want to tell my story. I just, I'm like, I want to tell a story. I want to write, you know, write a book about myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it was kind of birthed from there. And, you know, after writing and you start collecting the things that you write, because you give me some pen and paper. And the way that I describe it, I'm like, I just allow the pen to dance. I, I, I love linen paper. Like, that's like my favorite type of writing paper. Okay. So, you know, if I have some, a, pen, a nice pen and some linen paper, I just let the pen dance all over it. I just. You know, you give okay. me, some, I, you know, give me some paper. I'm writing. That's my. Is it, re- is it, is it the question? The question is: it re- is it readable though by anybody else? You can, you're the only one that can read it, right? No, it's read. I have really nice handwriting, believe it or not. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, you, and you don't use a typewriter? I mean, not typewriter. But I guess I'm dating myself. You don't use okay. a computer to, to that? You know, all? You just sometimes a- if I'm in a place where I've left my journal by chance, by happenstance, mm-hmm. then yes, I in my laptop or my my tablet. Near, then I will write it out really quickly, whatever the probably thought not, is. But I, I enjoy not, writing it. You probably have some kind of paper on your on your uh, on your computer screen that says this is linen paper, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not actually linen yeah. paper. You know, one of the reasons I ask one of the reasons I ask questions is because we have people that uh, listen to our show that are aspiring writers themselves, and I want to help them get an idea that. It can be done, even at, when they start young. You know, they're seven years old. They've got children that want to write, and and perhaps they were thinking about writing themselves, and they're now, you know, you know, past thirty years old. Let's just use that number so we can keep right. ourselves young here. Uh, but yes. they're past thirty years old right now, and they they discovered that they had this wonderful gift inside of them or a hunger to begin to write. Now, when you got a little older, uh, you begin to. What were some of the first pieces you wrote? Not not a book necessarily, but some of the pr- first pieces, like you said. Articles, perhaps, or uh, letters. What were, what were you writing? What kind of stuff were you um, writing? I would say the first things that I actually shared um, would would have come from my writing class um, in school. Mm-hmm. And I okay. remember one time we had a writing assignment. It was, you know, um, I can't. It was a, we had a writing assignment about something something tragic that happened that you remember, but it had a specific date and time, like over ten years ago Ooh. or some, you know, something to that mm-hmm. nature. And so, um, of course, you know. I, jarred my memory and went down memory lane and I began to write and I'm just writing fulfilling the requirements of the class and of course we had to get up and share the story in front of the class and I just remember um, as I was reading the story everyone in the class was quiet you know there were tears in people's eyes you know and we ended up ending class on that note after I read it because everyone was like in shock and I was like kind of embarrassed because I'm like oh I didn't expect you guys to have that type of reaction but wow. my teacher pulled me aside at that time, and he said, you know, you really have a gift. And I was actually in the process of writing books, and he had no idea. And I was just trying to mm. come in and kind of fine-tune my writing style. And, right. you know, he recognized the gift at that point. So okay. All right. that was, yes. So that's part of your training right there, see? So, I mean, you had an immediate reaction to something that you wrote. 
and and then uh, then then a, I would say like a mentor or a person that's a an observer, a pa- not a pastor, but a teacher, right, was able to pull you aside and, say, and let you know you got a gift. Did that build your confidence up right there? Did that mean really just kind of tell you that you know I can do this for real now? You know what it did because sometimes in the back of your mind, even when you're writing or you know people have told you over the years, oh you you know you can write or you have a gift or you know you should do X Y and you know you should try all these different avenues. There mm-hmm. still sometimes plays that little. I call it a twin, but the twin of doubt in your mind. Is it really good yeah. enough? Are you really going to like it? Is it, you know, and for me, I always say, this is just for me. This is These are my feelings, my thoughts. Yeah. So yeah. when I do that, I protect it from anybody's criticism. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, yes. Yeah. Shamila didn't, didn't want to have anybody judge her stuff. <laughs> I don't want you judging my, my writing. Don't, don't, don't critique me. I don't want to hear all that stuff right there. Yes. But now, like, these are my that, thoughts, now, my feelings, and my experiences. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now you're an author. Of a book. We're going to talk about your book in a little bit, but I'm just kind of, just kind of, just kind of peering into you right now because I'm, because I'm getting people to understand. I believe that and even you today as well that that there's a gift inside of every one of us that we have a chance to really get released out of us uh, that can be a blessing to the world if we'll just have the faith to do it. And you somehow uh, got to the point where the faith just began to just rise up inside of you. Uh, can you remember the, some of the moments that you had when when faith began to just kind of kind of prompt you to go forward and and keep on going forward? Because I know that there were some things that you had to you had to get through some challenges before you got to the victory. So, what were some of those things that happened that, while you were on your road to victory? You know, I, I remember. Um, I like to say that the book went through a season of um, the a death. I mean, excuse me, a birth, a death, and a resurrection. So it's birth where God had, you know, birthed it in me. I'm like, yes, I'm going to write this book. So I get busy. I write the book. And I actually, to be honest with you, what um, I had entered a writing contest for this particular book. And when I found out about the writing contest, I had 12 days to get the book turned in. And I kept saying, I can't do it. Wow. I can't do it. And I had a couple of people, you know, really pushing me. And I had my kids cheering me on. And um, mm-hmm. I sat down and I wrote this book in five days. I know that My sounds goodness. hard to believe. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I sat down and wrote this book. And um, so I submitted days. it for the contest in five days, right? Yes. Um, uh-huh. I submitted it and I didn't, I didn't, you know, of course I didn't win. It wasn't one of the runner-ups. So that was, you what, know, that was with defeat. I was a little discouraged. So right, during right. that discouraged period, that's what I And I was like, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? And, you know, just, you know, with circumstances, I didn't have the finances. I didn't know the first thing. What do I need to do? Who do I need to contact as far as publishers and getting it edited right, and right. all these different um, things. And so um, once it, 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 it resurrected, during the resurrection, it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, God, I'm going to trust you that you are going to walk me through this process. Right. I can, you know, we can do things. And at, at the end of the day, you have to realize we can do nothing outside of him. And I mm. have been trying to figure out how I was going to do it in my own see, strength, my see, engineering, uh, my own finances. Yeah, see that that's that's what we get to in this place. Uh, you know, where we as believers, we get to the place where we say, God, I I, I need you. I, I can't do this without you. And yeah. and so, Lord, come, Lord, come quickly now to help me do this thing that you you gifted me to do. And yeah. it's so wonderful though to hear the journey that people go through in reference to. Uh, their lives and your your, your journey has been fascinating, really fascinating. That you, uh, I'm looking at from seven years old up to now, and and what God's done, and and now so your your first first major work has come out. Tell us the name of your book. What's the name of your book? The name first of the major book work is titled "From Waiting on God 
situating in God. Yes. My let's, talk, let's talk about that. Just, let me give you this commercial break right quick here. Folks, you listen to The Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks. This is a Pastor Said, The Entrepreneurial Pastor. And I've got my wonderful guest on, Shamila Pennington. And I'm saying her name correctly. That's how you say it for real. ShamilaPennington.com. You can actually go there. I'm not going to spell it out. I'll let her spell it out. Why don't you spell it out for us, Shamila? Yes, that is S as in Sam, H-A-M-I-L-L-A-P-E-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. Very good. Folks, go go to that website. Pick up a new book, by the way. You're going to have to give a chance to hear a little bit about it. We're going to talk about the book right now. So, Shamila, let's go a little bit, a little, little backstory on the book. What what? What prompted this book to come out? What prompted you to say, okay, now it's done. I'm going to get it done. What was the force? What, what went there? You know what prompted it? I went through a season, um, Pastor said, where life began to happen, and it began to happen really quickly. And um, I actually, well, let me just back up. Um, I went through a season where I had to change jobs, change jobs, my son ended up, my 10-year-old son got stabbed at school by a fellow classmate. Oh, 10 years and old? 10 years old, my baby, oh, no. Jesus. my firstborn. So, yes. you know, that was one tragic thing, and I just started this new job. And, of course, when you start a new job, you can't really request no time off. They're not. Right. And we were yeah. at the early part of what was, you know, what was the recession, and so jobs were far and few in between. And so um, mm-hmm. with really needing to tend to his needs and his emotional needs and the, the legal things that were happening – I ended up losing my job because of the time that I had to take off. Oh, so, man. Not only am I dealing with my son, but now I'm unemployed. And hmm. now my unemployed my unemployment is being denied. So I'm denied on all sides. And it just felt like, I remember in that season, I felt like I'm waiting on you, God. I'm one of your faithful servants, Lord. I love you. You know, I do whatever you ask me to do. You know, I go to church, I tithe. Why is this happening to me? And why is this happening to my children? And um, I, I just felt like I was waiting on all sides, waiting for God to show up. And I needed him to show up, like, last week. Every week it was like, Lord, I needed you last week. I needed you last month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I began to cry out to God, and I wasn't hearing anything. But I knew he saw because I knew enough about him to know this. You see what's going on. You're aware of what's happening. But what is it you want from me? And so as I continued to walk, you know, through the situation, and it was, I mean, it was, it was a season that I wouldn't wish on anybody. You know, um, one of the things that God showed me was he allowed me to teach my son about forgiveness right. at 10 years old. You know, when your 10-year-old son comes to you and he Jesus. says, Mommy, why are all these bad things happening to me? Yeah. And you're raising them up in the ammunition of the Lord. Sometimes those lessons, sometimes sometimes those lessons hit our children when they get older in, in high school. But this yeah. lesson hit my child at 10 years old. And so I had to teach him about forgiveness um, for, you know, for at his level. Teach him about forgiveness yeah. and how to forgive those who hurt you. Not with yeah. verbal words, but my baby was stabbed. Right. And so that was a very yeah. difficult and challenging situation. Um but the Lord walked me through it, and he showed me exactly what I was supposed to do. Once I began to really sit at his feet and enter in his presence, because at, at, at one point in his presence, I was just hollering out for him. I was screaming out, crying out for him. But I hadn't drawn into his presence. Mm. And so once I got into the presence of God, I began to hear and I began to have a peace. The war 
and the waves were still raving. Everything was going on. Everything yeah. was chaotic. Um, I think I was so involved at one point, Pastor said, I didn't realize that my savings account that I was living off of was dwindling down. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> you know, I had a season of going through, through through humble pie as I, you know, decided to finally start trying to look for work, and I wasn't getting any bite back. And so um, that was something else that God taught me to wait in him and to trust him in that season. And so as I almost got to the end of that season, I remember finally having a t- um, some time where I was able to sit down because I was actually in the presence of God and I was had entered into his peace. And I went back and I looked at something that I had journaled a few months prior to all the chaos happening, and I asked God for some specific things. And one of the things that God showed me is you got to be careful what you ask for because he's mm. going to bring it, but it's, we don't get to choose how the season gets to change. we got to trust the process. You know, the, you know, the promise belongs to us, but the process belongs to God. Say that again. Say that again, please. I'm going to hear that again. i got to hear that one. Say that again. Yes. The promise belongs to us, but the process belongs to God. Okay, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put that on Facebook. I'll give you credit for it, too. Yes. <laughs> like yes. You know, the, the, process, promise. The, process in which we, huh? the process in which he chooses to do it, it belongs to him. We just have to trust mm-hmm. him and walk through. And I think sometimes we forfeit. Right what we're asking him because we, you know, we're defiant and going through the process. And mm-hmm. so as I began to yield myself to him and yield myself to his will, um, I saw that God did everything that I asked him to do. Everything that I had asked him to do. And what I asked him, Pastor said was, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, cause I knew my job was transitioning. And I said, Lord, in my journal entry, Lord, I've always worked. I've always left the job on a Friday and started a brand new job on a Monday. I've never had mm-hmm. any downtime. But I would like a season. This is what I said, a season off to enjoy my kids. Well, what mm-hmm. I didn't realize at that time was he says Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. You know, yeah. my seasons were in real time, but his seasons are supernatural seasons. And so mm-hmm. he gave me that season, but it came through, you know, an, uh, through an affliction. Yeah. Different process, you know, right? <laughs> Different it process. process. It was a process. It he was said the promise, belong, the promise belongs to us, but the process belongs to oh, God. Yes. I like that. <laughs> oh, yes. And one of the wow. other things, you know, as I think about, you know, um, in my season of singleness, I remember telling God as well, I said, Lord, I feel like you're calling me to something, and I want to be obedient in that. However, I need you to send a husband. I need you to send a husband because who's going to pay these bills? Who's going to take care of the house? Oh, no. oh, oh boy. That, that could be, I, oh had boy. A, I had my terms of that agreement. That story. That could be a story for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had my own terms and agreement. I said, Lord, I hear you saying this. I feel like you're calling me to this. but And I said, yeah. I'll do it. But before I do it, you got to do this. Give me a and husband first, will you? I have. To, I needed a husband first. I'm like, I can't, you know, leave my job and do ministry full time. I can't do all these things unless you do this. So once yeah, you, I'm right. like, Lord, once you do that, then I'll do what you've asked me to do. <laughs> but let me tell you one of the biggest lessons that I learned. He showed me that not only did you lose your job, but I sustained you through the whole time that you were off. Don't tell me, dog, about needing a husband. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Jehovah Jireh. And so, uh, you know, uh, I marvel at that, how God is so much God. And he, he like, I, it, was a loving, it was a loving check. He checked me in such a loving yes. way. 
I can take care of better than any man can. And when I do take care of him, I'm taking care of him. So don't don't ever put your dependency on man. You better still trust me. Let me show you what I can do Mm. in a season. And his season was four months because towards the end of the season being over, I was so humble. I said, Lord, I know I asked for a season, but I've seen just about all four of the seasons. And I'm not rushing you because this is my relationship with him. I talk very, you know, this this is me and Mm. him. And I said, but you know, can you kind of, like, give me a hint, like, you know, kind of let me know, like, is it going to be another season of this, or I'm okay with it, I'm cool, <laughs> how do you do it, but, you know, I've almost seen four seasons now, Right. and, I, you know, I laugh, but shortly after that is when, he, you know, he released me from that season, and wow. um, I found a job, so... Now, now folks- you know what? I'm gonna tell you, we got to move in a minute here because we're gonna be we run out of time. It's amazing. You see how how, how time flies when you're having fun. But yeah. I want tell people how they can get the book because they they need to hear this. They need to read the story because that, that's all in the book, right? I mean, yes, a lot of that's is. in the book. Okay, Absolutely. tell them how to get the book. How to get the book at the website or Amazon? How are you gonna do? How are you gonna do that? Yes, please to order the book. Go to my website www Shamila, S-H-A-M-I-L-L-A, Pennington, P-E-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. Order your copy today. You can also go to Amazon or you can go to Barnes & Noble online. Good stuff. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you that this, you heard the story and you heard the passion that Shamila is talking in as well. This is not stuff you can make up. This is a life, this is a life, a life-changing experience uh, because today she's in a different place. Thank God for that. Uh, moving forward in a in a big way. Thank God for that. And yes. uh, any any just a couple of last comments before we before we wrap it up. Uh, just a few things as you want to wrap it. up. The last thing you'd like to have everybody know before before we before we uh, close out. Yes, and if you can just go to my website, keep updated on the um, on my events. I'm going to be having a book signing here coming up in March March 14th. The location and time is going to be posted to my website very soon within the next uh, by next week. So just keep your eyes open for that. Please come out. I would love to meet you face to face and sign your copy, and you know, for you to get a chance to hear a little bit more of the story. Then, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Well, folks, we have had a tremendous time on the call today on this particular one because Shamila has poured out her heart, and you have had a chance to understand exactly uh, part, well, partly what she's gone through, and, and from waiting on God to waiting in God. There's a significance between waiting on God and waiting in God, because in him we live and move and have our very being. And if we understood that part more effectively, we would be in him every, I mean, every time we got a chance, we would be in him as opposed to being, waiting, just waiting on him all the time. So, uh, listen, I hope that you've been blessed today. I know that you have. Uh, Shamila, thank you so much for coming on the call today with us, and uh, we certainly appreciate you. And by the way, Shamila is a member of our Santa community, and uh, she's been hanging out with us over there. I hope that you've been enjoying yourself over there and having a good time. People have been, been blessed. It's a big time over there. God's doing some wonderful things. The Santa community, you can find out about that over on Facebook, guys. Uh, go there, take a look. If you're a single uh, person, this is only for single people, by the way. I happen to be a single man myself. Uh, a lot of folks that we connect with are single nowadays. Uh, so come on over to the single. It's not a single, it's not a mating. You know, it's, a, it's a place where people are in ministry that want to get encouragement and exhortation. Uh, well, we, we exist for the sole purpose. The sole purpose that we exist for this is to empower and to support singles through innovative leadership. Innovative leadership for the purpose of transforming their community. That's why we exist. And we want to be a blessing to you as well. So join us over at the uh, Single and Not Ashamed. It's called 
Hey, you heard me mention earlier as part of the show, before the show actually started, about the conference coming up called Single and Not Ashamed. You know, I'm single nowadays, and I'm really uh, meeting and connecting with folks all over the Internet and the world, by the way, that happen to be single and not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And we're encouraging some folks to come together with us on March the 28th of 2015. We're going to be meeting in Centerpoint Christian Fellowship, the church I pastor, uh, on that day from 10 o'clock to about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I've got some tremendous guests coming in that are going to be speaking with me. Uh, one is Christine Gates. You happen to find her on Facebook. You can uh, know everything about her. She's a, a mother. Uh, an entrepreneur, and she's well a minister of the gospel herself. And then we've got David Burris, who's a, a father, pastor, a married man, of course, and then a minister of the gospel in reference to singles and also couples. So we want to encourage you to come out on March the fifth, March the twenty eighth, two thousand fifteen, and that's going to be at Center Point Christian Fellowship at the Single and Not Ashamed Conference. You want to find out more information? Go to Register Free dot single and not ashamed dot com again that's register free dot single and not ashamed dot com we look forward to seeing you there bring as many people as you know uh, or even tell as many people as you know about this conference we also have a group on facebook uh, that's called single and not ashamed if you'd like to join us you can find out more information about us there as well so god bless you until next time this is pastor said sign off and we hope forward look forward to seeing you there at the single and not ashamed conference coming up on march the 28th 2015 have a fantastic day god bless Hey, Sid Reynolds here, the host of The Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks, right here on the Amazing Women of Power Radio Network. Discover the power of your story and learn how you can impact the world for God. The Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks airs in the Amazing Men of Power lineup on Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time and also on Sundays at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Be sure to join us and discover the power of your story. Join us online at theamazingwomenofpower.com. That's theamazingwomenofpower.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.